You are listening to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, Eve Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine co-host, Woody, where we bring it to you raw, unfiltered, with no chaser. Woody, we had quite a day yesterday. You have found the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor, where we talk about the news of the day, politics. We bring it to you raw and filtered with no chaser. That's our tagline. But how can anything be more raw than what is happening in America right now. I mean, this is, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk, let's talk about it. Let's, let's just do a rant today and just kind of monologue about what's been going on in our country. So as you are probably aware, the Congress has certified the election for Biden. He is officially the president-elect. Now, I'm not going down this road of not my president, nah, 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 nah. I just don't do that kind of stuff because technically he is the president of the United States or president-elect of the United States. And on January 20th, he will be sworn in. He'll be inaugurated. Uh, president Trump has already announced there will be a peaceful transfer of power. But what happened yesterday at the Capitol was something unlike anything that we have seen. Uh, I don't know how long could this, could all of the protests of the 60s be compatible to what we're seeing in the protests of the 2000s? I don't know. I wasn't around in the 60s to, to tell you this. I can only tell you what was in the history book. So let's just take it for what it is right now. The election, a lot of people, including myself, believes there was shenanigans. Let's just out and outright say it. We believe there's fraud. I believe there's fraud. I mean, I just do. I'm sorry. I just believe there is fraud. There was fraud in this election. There are too many irregularities, and I'm not going to stand by and just follow along with those wishy-washy Republicans, because you can't call them conservatives, that say, oh, no, there was no election fraud. You know, even the media has changed their narrative. They used to say there was no fraud. Now they're, now they're trying to say there was no widespread fraud. And now they're trying to say there's no credible fraud. And that is the key word, credible. Well, I, you know, what's credible? In their mind, none of what you saw was credible. In our mind, Mm, there's credible. So, but it is what it is. Isn't that a famous line, right? So right now, Congress has certified the election. It's done. It's over. It's over. Uh, I, I know there's still people, I still see them on Twitter all the time saying that Trump will be inaugurated. He's not. It's over. Biden won the election. Now, was it fair and square? Doesn't matter does not matter. So one of the questions that comes up is what happens if fraud is found out after the fact? So let's just move the needle forward a little bit to January 21. Because on January 20th, Biden will be inaugurated as president of the United States of America. On January 21, he'll be president, period. End of story. Now, what happens if they find widespread credible fraud after the fact because that's what we're heading i mean that's if if it's a big if if people have the test the testidial what is the word i'm looking for I have balls <laughs> if they have the balls to look for it well i don't think they will by the way but let's say they do let's say the media all of a sudden has a revelation an epiphany if you will and wants to report on actual news and things that have actually happened and 
it's uncovered. But what also, what happens if it's just so massive, it, ha it can't help but be uncovered, and we find all this fraud? It's just, bam, blatant. Well, unless, unless Biden himself is implicated in it, and it's proven that he was a part of it, uh, nothing. Nothing happens. That's right. No, the election's not overturned. Uh, the election's not null and void. Uh, Trump doesn't continue to be president or go back to being president. Nothing happened. It's not in our con what's in our constitution is exactly what's played out. So once he's inaugurated, it's done. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. The fraud could be there and it could be exposed and people could be uh, held accountable and go, go to jail for it. But it doesn't change the election. Because that is how our constitution, there's nothing in our constitution that states that if the uh, president is elected through fraudulent means, the election's overturned. But let's say it is. Let's say, you know, what would have to happen is uh, Biden would have to be impeached. He can't be removed. He would have to be impeached. That's the process to remove the president of the United States of America. The process isn't that, okay, we found this election to be fraudulent, uh, you're not the president anymore. But let's say that was it. Well, then what happens? The vice president becomes the president. Now, wait a minute, let's say that's fraudulent, so you're not president, you're not vice president either. So the president and the vice president is taken out, what happens? Speaker of the House becomes the president of the United States, ladies and gentlemen. Speaker of the House. Who's Speaker of the House? Nancy Pelosi. So I, I say that, just so you understand the process. Nothing's going to happen. Uh, Vice, the president of the United States is Joe Biden. He's president-elect. January 20th, when he's inaugurated, he will officially be the president of the United States. Right now, he's officially the president-elect. Kamala Harris is vice president-elect. After January 20th, will be vice president. Period. End of story. The only way to change that is through the process to remove a president and vice president. And that process is impeachment. Unless, of course... Uh, they resign, and they're not going to resign. But I know there's a lot of questions out there from people of what happens if all of this fraud now is found out, proven. Well, the people that perpetuated the fraud will be held accountable. Let's say Dominion is found out to have done what they allegedly are or alleged to have done. Well, they'll be held accountable for that. But nothing changes the election. It's over. We are in a situation where uh, a man who is, whose cognitive abilities have declined to a point where he probably will not last two years in office, and we have a vice president-elect who couldn't win a primary, who is very disliked with no charisma, who is the most leftist senator in the United States Senate, because, you know, as I record this, she's still in the Senate. She hasn't resigned. She, she was, you know, uh, sworn in the other day. So I guess now it's, it's safe, Kamala. It's safe. You can go ahead and resign. It's okay. You got it. All right. So we have her as the vice president-elect. And I guarantee you, I mark my words as I say this, within two years, Kamala Harris will be the president of the United States. Uh, both of these individuals, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, are nothing more than empty vessels that are occupying space. Uh, and the true uh, power lies with whomever it is that's controlling their strengths. That is one of the main differences between Donald Trump and Joe Biden is uh, Trump was the puppet master. Trump, no one was pulling his strings. Uh, Biden and Harris, 
they're they're empty vessels, people. They're, whoever is in charge of them is who is in charge of the United States. And I don't know who that is. I mean, that could be a consortium of people, or it could be one person. I have no idea. It could be George Soros, the evil, infamous George Soros. That name's going to be popping up quite a bit. Um, but we know that it's over. I mean... Uh, what is going to happen to the United States moving forward? Well, I've got some theories on that, but I'll get into those in a minute because we also have in the state of Georgia, we're now, I guess, officially a red, um, a blue state. Um, the radical wife beating, some say bisexual. I haven't heard. I don't know about that. Raphael Warnock is our senator as well as um, John Ossoff. I laugh because John Ossoff is, you want to talk about an empty suit. John Ossoff, he'd just be a rubber stamp to whatever the Democrats want, as well as Raphael Warnock. He's, he's not going to make waves for the Democrats. He'll, he'll sign on to any claptrap that's coming from the far, far left, though. Because right now we're, we're a leftist-run country, far-left-run country. So what's going to happen? What can you expect? Well, gas prices will go up. That's, that's a given. Just, just don't even fill up now because you watch incrementally. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised as while I'm recording this that gas prices went up two to five cents. You watch. Gas is going to go up. You're going to be paying at the pump, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to be paying at the pump. Single-payer health care is going to be here. Hey, I wonder if uh, Biden will bring back the, uh, what is it on Obamacare, where you have to pay that fee? I'm, I'm, I forget what that's called, but I, I bet you that's going to come back. Uh, you'll probably see Obamacare become our social socialized medicine, our single-payer health care, but that's coming. That's going to be here. And they're going to do this all within two years. I mentioned this on a show previously. They got two years because the Democrats know that they they could lose it and like they did last time and they're not going to take that chance ladies and gentlemen within these next two years they are going to go full throttle to the left because they are in charge the leftists are in charge chuck schumer said once we get georgia we change the world and they got it they got it it's just a damn shame uh you you know i've often said we get the government we deserve and not all of us deserve this, but you got to say, as a country, maybe we do. Maybe we need this to happen for things to really change. Trump was a catalyst, but Trump was but one man. And if you, all, you, you know, pray at the altar of Trump, you are praying to a false god. Do not hold him up as some kind of savior to our country. Trump was but a man who had great ideals that would benefit and did benefit our nation. But at the end of the day, Trump was a flawed man. He's a sinner like all of us. And at the end of the day, the hate for Donald Trump fueled the left like we have never seen before. And now what's going to happen because of that fuel, they are a Twitter, if you might say i might say they they are all they're pissed they're hell-bent and they want it all they're done playing nice they're done hiding who they are they're done hiding what they want and they will do anything and carry out all means to get it and that's what we saw in this election if you think this election was on the up and up then you're most likely a democrat uh, a leftist a far leftist uh, if you are someone who claims to be on the right and thinks this election was on the up and up, you're a sellout. 
you you just want that audience from the far left to continue to pay attention to you because you know that that audience is your livelihood. And yes, I am talking to several so-called conservative pundits out there that laughed off what's going on right now. And we're just basically downright nasty to Trump supporters because you're going to pay the price as well. Fox News is a perfect example of that. Their ratings are down about 50%. See, they thought that if they catered a little bit to that side because they believe that side was winning, that that side would come over to them and watch them, but they, they won't. And that's what I don't understand. There's smart people over there. There's smart people in the media, the smart people on the right who just don't want to accept the fact that the left hates you so much that no matter what you do, they will hate you no matter what. They will say, thank you for helping us out. Now turn around and let me stab you in the back. That's who the left are. Never, never trust that. So here we are. Uh, so we, we taxes are going to go up. Gas prices are going to go up. Property values may drop. Um, you know, stock market will be fine because that's ran on a different plane, ladies and gentlemen. The stock market uh, takes advantage of whomever is in. So you're not going to see too much happening in the stock market. So your 401ks may be okay. Now, I say maybe, but if the left plays their hand too much, then you know, the stock market will suffer. Uh, big business will be fine. Look at what happened in the pandemic. Big business was off the chain, off the hook. The rich got richer, the poor got poor during the pandemic. And now you can almost say, we're in the pandemic until, I don't know, if the election was stolen, don't expect it not to be stolen again. Don't expect any election to have any integrity moving forward. If the election was stolen, there, this is it. This is the new norm. Welcome to the new America, not the same as the old America. Uh, in my lifetime, I remember um, reading and talking about how our, our republic, if you will, our system of government is the longest running system of government in the history of the world. It has been throughout my whole lifetime because typically governments fail within 200 years. And we've far exceeded our life expectancy as a nation. And I remember uh, reading about that and hearing about that and talking about that all through my life, all through the time growing up. I remember hearing that. I never once thought I would witness the decline in my lifetime. I never, never put it, never had a thought in my head that my lifetime is when the decline would happen and our nation would go away. Now, I don't think in my lifetime the nation will go away, but I can't say that for my child's lifetime. Um, I can't, I can't, I, I don't have faith that our nation will survive the life expectancy of my nine-year-old son uh, because of where we're at, the decline. I hope I'm wrong. And I know the left, they're eating this crap up. I mean, uh, the ones that will watch this and listen to this, they're sitting there giggling, you know, probably, you know, they'll call me a name, which they often do. I mean, they're eating this up. But you know what? They're going to suffer too. They're going to feel the same pain that we're all going to feel. Remember, you get the government you deserve. Not all of us deserve this, but as a nation, maybe we do. Maybe we deserve what just happened. We allowed it to happen. 
well, how did we, wait a minute, e, how did we allow this to happen? I, I didn't elect those yahoos. I had nothing to do with Nancy Pelosi in San Francisco where they're shitting all over the streets and the sidewalks. I had nothing to do with that. Yeah, but your fellow Americans did. And you're part of the system, buddy. You're part of the party. And we're all in this together, they like to say, right? Yeah, I know. I'm being very, very pessimistic. What's, the, what's optimistic about what's happening? Well, here's where the optimism lies. We as a nation are soft. I mean, we are just soft. We have a very strong military, and our military can kick ass like no other military can kick ass. I don't mean soft in that aspect. I mean soft in that the populace doesn't like to be uncomfortable. We enjoy our air conditioning, our air conditioned cars, our, you know, even the cheapest car has electric windows. You know, I remember a time when you had to hand crank a window. Yes, I am that old. There are people alive today driving that have never had to hand crank a window. We have gotten it so good. I mean, look at the large TVs, how cheap they are, the quality. I mean, our poor in our nation are fat. Our wealthy in our nation are thin. <clears throat> we have gotten so soft as a populace that we don't like things to be uncomfortable. And when they are uncomfortable, we go, ooh, I don't, I don't want to do that. So we avoid that is what is uncomfortable. So maybe we need to go through this kind of pain for, for, for us to finally wake up and fight back and take this country back. Yeah, take it back. I, I did say take it back because if the election was stolen, which I believe it was, it was taken from us. Now, let's talk about what happened yesterday in the Capitol. In the Capitol, there was protests. Uh, I'm not going to say there were riots. I guess you could say there were riots. If we were going to say the BLM Antifa things were riots, we might as well say what happened yesterday was a riot because they did storm the Capitol. They go into the Capitol. And it, did you watch the video? It's on my Twitter feed of the lady uh, being shot and killed by... I. I think it was the Capitol Police. So the people storm the Capitol. And by the way, there are a lot of people that are saying these were all MAGA people doing it. There were. There were a lot of MAGA people doing it. Some are saying there were Antifa in there. There seems to be there were. There are some credible evidence out. There is some credible evidence out there that Antifa infiltrated it. And was Antifa the ones uh, the instigating people to storm the Capitol? I don't know. I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to go on that limb because I just don't know. All I know is people storm the Capitol. And if you watch that video that I'm about to explain uh, is, and I'm not going to show the video because the video is of the people trying to get inside the Capitol and they broke a glass and a woman was climbing through the window and she was shot and killed. She died. Now, if you watch the video again, it's on my Twitter feed at the PBO podcast. If you watch the video, uh, a, a male would look like was wearing a suit, um, brandished his firearm, and shot the woman coming through the window. Shot her in the neck, and she eventually uh, bled out and died there at the scene. And you see the man reach his arm out and shoot her, and it looked like he was wearing a suit. So I don't know if Capitol Police wear a suit. Was it Secret Service? I don't know. It'll come out eventually, you would think. And you see her collapse. You see the blood. 
and you see other police come up and you see a police officer brandish his his weapon he had a um, what the left would call an assault rifle but a rifle and he acknowledged the person on the other side of the door which i assume is the shooter uh he gave him a thumbs up they did some kind of other gesture he lowered his weapon and they attended to the woman who was shot and the woman who was shot um she was a 14 year um uh <clears throat> air force veteran and i'm trying to uh see her name was ashley babbitt and ashley babbitt was crawling through the window and uh was shot and killed there were, there were four people that died yesterday uh ashley babbitt being the one who was shot and killed the other three I read a report, but it didn't say how they died. I'm sure it's maybe out there by the time I'm recording this, but could be from heart attacks. I don't know. Uh, but I do know that this case, here she was in the Capitol building trying to come inside. And some are saying that because they were doing that, it's justifiable. I'm, I'm you know, uh, that I'll let them decide whether it was justifiable. It was, it was horrible to watch. It's horrible to think of what happened. It's horrible to think that this woman is dead because of this. And it, this would happen to be, you know, I would think it would be horrible even in BLM and all those things too because uh, I, anytime somebody's shot and killed, it, it's a horrible thing. It's horrible that they were in that situation. It's horrible that the situation happened. But it happened. It happened in our Capitol building, the people's house. And so there were police behind her. There was the guy in front. I mean, it doesn't look good that they would just shoot her. Well, you know, there are some that were saying, why didn't they do a warning shot? <clears throat> Don't know. Um, now, there's some that saying that he didn't say anything before he shot her, but there's also reporting that he was saying, you're, I'll shoot you. Don't stop or you're going to get shot or something like that. And he shot her and she's dead. Blood has been spilt in the Capitol building. So you have to wonder, is this the blood that, um, is, is this the blood that the Tree of Liberty uh, needed? There's that famous quote from Thomas Jefferson. And Thomas Jefferson, let me see if I'll pull up this quote so I get it right, is because um, you know, the, the tree of liberty every once in a while needs to be watered with the blood of patriots and tyrants. And is that where we're at? I, I, I don't know. Um, it's scary to think that, is this it? That shot, is that a shot heard around the world? Uh, there's so much here that we don't know. And it's, it's a very very contentious time it's a very scary time and here we are is the tree of liberty being watered with the blood of ashley babbitt <clears throat> it's scary to think about it now you leftists i know you're thinking i know you're you're smiling and you're laughing many of the left by the way on twitter said she deserved it because of what she was doing she didn't deserve it it's a horrible thing to say people it's a horrible thing to say nobody deserved that should she have been doing what she was doing you know no of course not 
they shouldn't have busted the window. They, that's vandalism. They shouldn't have done that. Absolutely. But, you know, there was the police in front. There was police behind. What did they think was really going to happen? Did she have to be shot in the neck? She was shot in the neck. Now, again, you shoot for center mass regardless of the situation. Did this person who did the shooting feel his life was in peril? I don't know. You've got this mob on one side of the window, but immediately behind the mob were like four or five police officers. Did he see that? I don't know. I mean, I guess this will all hope. And, you know, hope is a wishy-washy word. This will all come out. But yesterday on our nation's capital, a woman was shot and killed. Her blood, her blood is on the floor of our nation's capital yesterday. Now, I, I don't agree with what was happening in the protest. The, the, the protesters were breaking windows, the protesters. And, I, and I'm not, I don't say that as if they were breaking windows left and right like these BLM Antifa rides. That wasn't like that. There was one video where a protester was starting to bash on a window to break it. And other protesters, if you can call them all that, pulled him back. There's other videos where people are at the step of the Capitol taking selfies. So it's not, it's not like this BLM Antifa. Those were actually far more violent. And yes, there was killings then too. Kyle Rittenhouse, ring a bell to, you know, he shot and killed the one guy, but that was my opinion, self-defense. That's in court now. So we're at a point in our nation to where, what do you do? Well, here's, here's what uh, I'm going to do. The Republican Party needs to burn down. The Republican Party has not fought for this country. Kelly Loeffler, who lost her Senate run in the state of Georgia prior to the election, stated she was going to go and contest the vote, the Electoral College vote. And right before she gave a speech saying because of the events that happened, she's not going to. So she, in effect, told us one thing so we would vote for her and did the other thing. And she probably would have done the same thing. So does she deserve to lose? Absolutely. She was a horrible candidate. I mentioned that several times in the show. Uh, David Perdue, another just god-awful candidate. But, you know, did they deserve to lose? Yes, they did deserve to lose. Uh, the other two did not deserve to win, but Perdue and Loeffler deserved to lose. They were horrible candidates. Absolutely horrible candidates. So I'm going to go backtrack, uh, back up on that a little bit. When um, Johnny Isaacson, who was the senator here in the state of Georgia, resigned due to health concerns, the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, appointed Kelly Loeffler into his seat. That's what the law, that's what the Constitution of the United States says that can happen. So a lot of people push back on that. Doug Collins, who is a congressman in the state of Georgia, also wanted that position. So he lobbied for it. President Trump um, um, endorsed Doug Collins for it. But Brian Kemp, he chose Kelly Loeffler. At the time, I supported it, by the way. Make sure, just to be clear. And people were saying this is Brian Kemp becoming his own person. You know, other, he didn't want to just be looked at as a Trump accolade, so to speak. Yada, yada, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. So now, um, so we got Kelly Loeffler, who has never been in elected office before, extremely wealthy, successful woman. Uh, I think. I think billionaire status is, I think she is, I don't know, but she's very, very wealthy, been very, very successful in her life. And Brian Kemp put her in there. Some were saying, you know, so he can appeal to women, blah, 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 all that, you know, teeth gnashing that pundits do, they did. And then when, it, you know, that was 
just to replace Johnny Isaacson's until they can do an election, a special election, which they did this election. So her seat, by the way, that she lost, that Raphael uh, Warnock won, is up for re-election in 2022. And it's up for re-election in two years. So Doug Collins ran against her, as well as 20 other candidates. There's like 21 candidates that ran for the Senate here in the state of Georgia, that particular seat. Raphael Warnock was one of them, uh, Kelly Loeffler, obviously, and Doug Collins. Now, if Doug Collins had not ran, Loeffler would have won. Uh, if if there were no voter shenanigans. And Rob, Raphael Warnock would not be the um, senator-elect of the state of Georgia right now if Doug Collins had not run. But you could also say if Brian Kemp had selected Doug Collins, Doug Collins would be the senator right now. You know, if a frog would wings, you know, that old saying, you fly, I forget the old saying completely, but if, you know, if a, if frog had wings, it could fly. Well, it doesn't. So there's a lot of things you could do. So you can blame all kind of people. You can point the finger at Kemp for selecting Loeffler. You can point the finger at Collins for running against Loeffler. You can point the finger at Trump for um, uh, wanting um, Collins in there. I mean, you could point the finger all over and it doesn't matter because you know why it doesn't matter? It's not going to change a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Now, Loeffler was a horrible candidate. She probably should not have been selected as hindsight's 2020, right? But she was a horrible candidate. She gave a horrible performance at the debate. She was as stiff as wooden as could be. And she ran against one of the most radical candidates that I have seen in the state of Georgia since I've lived here. And she lost. And now, again, if a fraud had wings, you know, he'd fly, but he can't. So here's where we're at. State of Georgia has two Democrat senators. One is a far leftist radical. The other is just an empty suit. I mean, he won't. I mean, his the danger in a John Ossoff is he'll do whatever the Democrats want him to do. And so will Warnock, but Warnock is way out there. I mean, way out there. Now the 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 Democrats have the Senate. So as I mentioned on yesterday's show, they'll stack the courts. They have statehood for D.C. and Puerto Rico. Ossoff has already said that that's one of the goals. Uh, so they'll get four more senators. And I know some pundits were gnashing their teeth that Puerto Rico will probably be one Republican, one Democrat. It won't. They'll all be Democrats. So their 51 or their 50-seat majority right now will become a 54-seat majority. And in the 2022 elections, um, I say if. That's a big if. These elections were uh, stolen. If the, there was fraud in this election, there'll be fraud in 2022, and you'll have more Democrats in the Senate. And, and then in 2024, you'll have more Democrats in the Senate until they reach two-thirds. And why is it two-thirds, ladies and gentlemen? Because when they hit two-thirds of a majority in the Senate, they can amend the Constitution. And that is their ultimate goal. That's why they were so pissed off after the 2020 election because they didn't win as many House seats as they wanted. They didn't, in fact, they lost like 12 or 15. They didn't win the Senate outright. They did get it though. And they lost state legislatures because the state, they need two thirds of the state legislatures to amend the constitution. 
or two-thirds of the Senate. So they'll get there. What They'll get there. They'll get there by 2024, if not 2024, 2026. And we'll see it continue to decline. Hey, you know, you could sit there and say Obama was a great president all you want, leftist, that he brought things, you know, everything was great under Obama. It wasn't. It just wasn't. And if you think things are going to be great under Biden, you know damn well it's not going to be. You know exactly what Biden and who Biden is. You guys could care less about Biden. That's the thing about the left. They don't care about Joe Biden at all. They could give a shit about Joe Biden. Joe Biden is just a means to an end. They could care less if the man died tomorrow. Oh, they'd eulogize him. They'd say he was such a nice guy. He was a uniter. Uh, he was everything Trump wasn't. And uh, blah, blah, blah. He's dead. Let's go move on. Let's get Harris. She's a radical enough for us. So let's get another radical VP in there. And let's head on to our agenda. And they think, by the way, you see, this is the thing about it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to close out my rant here in just a minute because it's all it is at this point in time i'm just blowing off steam like the rest of you uh the left they could care less about biden they can care less about harris they think this agenda this utopia that the democrats have been offering is going are going to solve all of their problems and they are not your problems leftists are going to get worse you too will pay more in gas you your gas bill is going to go up you too will pay more taxes. You too will suffer at the grocery store when prices go up. You too, your 401k will suffer if the stock market starts going down again. You, you're going to suffer just like everybody else. You're going to suffer the, uh, when healthcare becomes single payer healthcare because you know you got to pay for that. By the way, it's not going to be free. You're going to suffer too. You're going to suffer because a lot of you are in the middle class which means you're going to be squeezed because that's what's going to happen. Here is the ultimate of what's going to happen in our nation right now. And there's no if something changes, by the way. This is just going to happen. The middle class will shrink. The rich will grow and they'll get richer and the poor will get poor. You will shrink the middle class. Look at every third world country in the world. You have two classes. You have poor and you have wealthy. What has been different about America and other first world countries is you have a very solid middle class. And the middle class is the backbone of this country. And the middle class is already feeling a pinch. Since this pandemic happened, several of them have dropped out of the middle class into the poor. You know, the wealthy have gotten wealthier. Elon Musk, who I respect for, has become the second wealthiest man in the world, selling electric cars and taking rocket ships into space. But you, you leftists who are in the middle class, laugh all you want. Do your little mocking comments all you want. But you too will suffer like the rest of us. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pessimistic PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Maybe it's pessimism and brown liquor. But then that would result in way too much brown liquor. Anyway, visit me on all of our social media platforms. Very active on Twitter until I get banned, which I'm sure that's going to happen shortly as uh, I just today, 40 people that uh, follow me on Twitter, were their accounts were suspended. Um, uh, Rep Smith, the guy who's doing an account as a parody account for Rep Smith down in uh, Valdosta, Georgia, Georgia, he was suspended. Uh, 
Trump's Twitter account suspended for 12 hours. Facebook account suspended for 24 hours. You watch, they'll be, he'll be uh, um, suspended from those permanently soon. Lynn Wood's account also temporarily suspended. All kind of accounts like that. Twitter's just gone through and just going, you, 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 you. So, but while you got me, follow me at the PBL podcast on my Twitter account. Also, I am on Parler. Not as active there. I guess it will be soon once Twitter does their thing. And follow us on all of our media platforms. And please be sure to visit our YouTube channel at Politics and Brown Liquor and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. The member, I haven't mentioned this in a number of days, but the way we fight back big tech is through their own algorithm. And if you are listening to any conservative voice, by the way, not Republican, conservative, if you listen to any conservative voice, uh, do like, follow, share, subscribe uh, to their podcast and give them a five-star rating if there's a five-star rating option there because it fights against the algorithms that the big tech have in place to try to suppress conservative voices because that's what they're going to do. They're going to start moving them down, ranking them down to hide them. It's already happening, and that's another effect of this election free speech will be no more. Again, thank you for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast Politics and Brown Liquor. Woody, yeah, we got some work to do. Woody and I are going to work. <laughs> <laughs>